welcome back to the Minivan Dad Soccer Pod, the only soccer pod with a host who actually will admit to driving a minivan. I'm your host, TJ, and it's been a few weeks since I've been with everybody, and I'd love to say I have a whole ton of excuses, but I probably really don't other than family life gets in the way of Christmas. I was hoping to do a show before Christmas, or around Christmas time, didn't get to it, so we got a New Year's show for you instead. Um... And as you can tell, we have some music to start the show off tonight. We got some Sneaker Pimp 6 Underground. I Basically, I found a CD sitting in my house that I didn't think had any copyrights on it, so I, that I downloaded probably 15 years ago, and it still worked. I was able to get a little bit of an intro, so there you go. We've got a little bit of an intro music for you. I'll get better at it. Like I said, me against technology. I'm not quite to Chris Combs' level from U.S. Soccer or U.S. Fan TV level of technology anti-technology but i've got a lot to learn and have a pretty basic setup so that's what we've got for tonight um tonight's show is going to be just a little bit of me talking and then a whole lot of an interview interview slash conversation with pat mccraney from u.s fan tv finally figured out how to do some skype type stuff and be able to record it so i've got a 67 minute conversation with pat that i want to just add to the show um in terms of because the rest of the world is going on break, Germany's on break. You've got England just finishing up with the Boxing Day fixtures, which they've thinned those out a little bit. Spain, I believe, is on break. Italy just finished up this weekend, so not a whole lot going on in terms of European soccer. MLS is still in the the off season. We haven't gotten to the Concacaf Champions League, so not a whole lot to talk about in that sense. Um, my, you know, the only Guernsey had the weekend off, so there's really not a lot to talk about with them. Their last game, they didn't look very good, so I'm going to just kind of leave that one go. So I'm going to touch a little bit on Roma, because Roma's my new team, and that's the that's the game that I kind of put life aside for, and got another win, so that's, what, three of four going into the break for in a Serie A, so they're up to sixth. I think that puts them once either into qualifications for Europa League or just one spot out, so they're definitely on the up and up, and really since the beginning that I was tracking them, they've started to play a lot better Maybe there isn't a curse of TJ. Maybe the curse is that they're going to play better. Although, as I say that, then I start to look at the numbers overall, and since I started tracking with the first game I watched Roma play was against was a loss against Udinese back in 24 November. They've lost two games in Serie A. They've drawn two games, and they've won three, but three of the last four are the, are the games in Serie A they've won, but then they also add in the two Champions League losses. So, But up into sixth in the... In, Serie A, they're in the final 16 for the Champions League, so I guess things could be a lot worse right for Roma, but right now, on the up and up going into the break, so in the last 16 for Coppa Italia, so like I said, on the up and up, and we'll see what the new year brings, but uh, for the first time, I feel like there's some life in into the, into the squad, so... And now it's time for my new segment, which we're just going to call Pub Talk, or Bar Talk, or call it whatever you will. The concept is simple. Sit with a friend over Skype, Google Hangouts, or maybe even in person. Just sit down, have a drink, and talk soccer for a while. The idea was going to be about long enough to have a drink, which usually 15, maybe 20 minutes. Well, this week's guest, which is Pat from US Fan TV, hack guy as everybody knows him, went a little bit longer than we anticipated. So we've got a nice 67-minute conversation of just covering soccer as we wanted to talk about so I hope everybody enjoys this conversation. So without further ado, I just want to wish everybody a happy new year. And without further ado, Hack Guy Pat, and thank you for listening to the U.S. 
to the Minivan Dad Soccer Pod, part of the U.S. Fan, T- Fan TV Network. All right, so what are you drinking tonight, Pat? Let's start with that question before we get right uh, out here. I'm going to pretend it's something better, but I'm drinking a LaCroix right now. So you couldn't even you couldn't even pony up for a real drink. Is what nah, you're saying. I didn't feel like doing one right now. Tomorrow's probably going to hurt. So you guys doing anything fun? We're going to the neighbors. Going to the neighbors. Yeah. They taking the kids too? Yeah, they all come. Everybody comes. Sleepover for the kids or just no? We don't. Home? No, that it was just we'll walk home at some point. But okay. Um, yeah, nothing, nothing too crazy. What's up? What is? What's the drinks for tomorrow night? Do you guys bring in anything, or are they? I got to figure it out. I think a trip to Benny's is in order. <laughs> ain't, uh, that, ain't that the truth? Yeah, I, I got to figure it out. I don't know what I'm doing. So, you, the, will the kids just do the Netflix New Year's Eve? You know, I we might do that. The Finn turned on one uh, today, which was the Fuller House New Year's Eve. Sure. They they count DJ Tanner counts you down. Okay. Um, cool. Uncle Joey or whatever. You know, I think he might have been there. Okay. Who can be sure? Well, you, you can't miss him. I'm pretty sure he's like two people wide now. At this yeah. Life. Yeah. Cut it out. That's yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah. No, we've done we've done those the last couple of years with the kids because I think two or three years ago we did noon Year's Eve with the with the kids in the afternoon before I even got home from work, just so they got to do their New Year's together. And I think we just have one couple of friends coming over tomorrow night. We. Had the other group of friends over one year, except um, Ohio State was playing. So the husband, he was an Ohio State grad. So he left like 15 minutes, 20 minutes after he got there. So we could go watch Ohio State in the BCS. That was when they had that game New Year's Eve. So I can't watch college sports. I can't relate to it. Well, where'd you go? to? You went to Evansville, right? I went to the U of I. You went to U of I? Well, I did. Okay. I, that, that would explain a lot of why you can't watch it. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I mean, but then again, I'm a Golden Gopher alum, so and I I still stomach it. I watch I watch basketball, I'll watch football, I will watch hockey when it's on. I, yeah, I have limited time, and that's why uh, European soccer fits in so well with with my life right now. Is because it seems to I, you know weekend mornings I can actually sit and watch for a while. So I, I have limited time. I, I don't have time. I have I've had to cut out you know college sports and and I, I would bring them back if. if Illinois was good at anything probably, but, um, but for me right now, it's just, it's the soccer and it, it's you a know, segue it's, opportunity for you right there. It, it is a segue opportunity. And I, and I appreciate that. And I, I do agree Saturday mornings. I do get to watch usually Guernsey Roma. And if I can fit an English game until I start getting tor- chore tasked out to do other things. So, so one Christian Pulisic Friday afternoon. We'll segue, segue into that. Yeah, it's not like we were surprised by it because it was, you know, we, we had heard and we had talked about on, on US Fan TV uh, maybe what, a week and a half ago that that the rumor was that Atletico Madrid, Atletico Madrid had reached out to Dortmund about him and they said, nope, sorry, there's a deal in place with Chelsea. And so, and then, I don't know, like eight hours before the Chelsea stuff was going on, there was mirror or some crap publication was saying that that he was going to Liverpool and then the Chelsea stuff happened from and build was reporting it it felt a lot more solid than what the the other garbage was out there and we still don't know that it's true but 
from what we're seeing, it seems to be, it seems like it's true. It feels, it feels awfully true. So, but, but the reason why I wanted to get you and I wanted to get Chris in, but Chris was unavailable to record this evening was Arsenal came into play. And that was a name we haven't, I don't recall hearing Arsenal that. Yeah. They, I've heard they, everybody, but. It was Arsene. a very, you know, Arsene Wenger isn't there anymore, but it was a very Arsene Wenger move to come in with a low ball bid um, and have it immediately rejected. It just felt it felt like Luis Suarez or any number of, of players that Arsenal's chased in the past um, only to, to fail to get. And, and the, the one thing that you would you would think, considering uh Sven Mislintat being at Arsenal and, and the number of, of Dortmund guys he's brought over, you would think that maybe um there'd be a connection there and maybe he would want to bring Polisic over to Arsenal. So I, I believe that they probably inquired. They probably threw something out there just to throw heard, something the, out the there. But, the number I've heard was forty million on Right. Those. And that was the yeah. And they were told about, no because they want at least fifty and that's where right. Chelsea's coming in at. Um, um I think I think we're we're Arsenal I, I I was intrigued by Arsenal because I thought I had read something as a follow-up over the course of this weekend that Kroenke wants him at Arsenal for marketing. It has nothing to do with soccer per se. It has to do with marketing. Um, I think that anybody who signs him realizes that they're signing the, the best American player probably ever and the best, definitely the best American prospect ever. And there's a lot of, marketing opportunities that, that come along with that. I, I know I know that was in the back of Byron's mind, maybe not even in the back of Byron's mind when they were in the hunt and and who knows, maybe they're maybe this thing isn't over and maybe they, they are still uh in the hunt. Maybe Liverpool still is, maybe even Arsenal is, who knows? But um but obviously that's that's something to be considered, right? I mean it's does it's it, absolutely does it start to kind of feel like college recruiting in that sense, because the move isn't happening until the summer, everything I've read. I mean, I'm starting to sit there and think of it like, almost like college recruiting. The early signing period, okay, he's narrowed it down to Arsenal and Chelsea and Liverpool, and is he going to sit down somewhere, like with his family around in a high school gym with with the hats or jerseys? Or are they going to try and do a gender reveal party and and blow up New York? I mean, what are we looking at? I'm starting to wonder about this a little bit in that sense. Early recruiting, but until the summer, it's not done. I mean, there's nothing until pen is to paper. No, and and you know what? Here's the thing. Here's what you have to realize. There is something there, obviously, because he keeps touting the I'm a Dortmund player for now line. We'll see later. I've always wanted to play in the Premier League. He's being very diplomatic about it. And and the fact that he isn't playing as much this season, I think, is is due to probably three factors. One, Jaden Sancho has just been better. And I can't wait to see what he's going to go for when Manchester City or somebody swoops in to get him being an English player. Two, um, I do think he's been battling some sort of, of calf or leg injury because we've seen him duck out of national team camp a few times and you know, once is okay, but the number of times he's ducked out, it seems like it's a sort of a recurring injury. And three, I think that there's sort of on Dortmund's end, there's sort of a, well, we're not going to make you a centerpiece if you're not going to be here. And we also don't want you to get hurt if we're going to sell you. So we're going to just play you a little bit less. Um, 
so I feel like, you know, all those factors that we've been seeing, we, we know something's going to happen. It, it's, I would be stunned if he doesn't move. I don't think it's going to happen in January, but if it doesn't, if he doesn't move over the summer, but, and you know, it seems like maybe Chelsea's the location now, but we'll see the move is going to happen, but who well, knows where. Yeah. And, it, and that's what I'm wondering is, is Byron sitting back waiting for everybody to throw their numbers out and then they're going to come in over the top if it's reasonable. I mean, if it gets into a huge bidding war there, I, I, Byron yeah, rarely the, seems to spend stupid, but I could no, see him, and Byron's, Byron's I could pretty, see him coming in at like at yeah. the last minute going, Oh, 50. Okay. We can do 55 or something like that. And, and take it that, and then have it go that way. And, and I um, do wonder with, with him, I know other, obviously lots of other players have had no problem jumping from, from Dortmund to Byron, even though they're rivals. But, um, I do wonder but, if that's we've, something as, as we've but as we've said on US Fan TV, it, it, they're rivals, but at the same time, it almost feels like Dortmund is nothing program. more than yeah. a feeder system. For no, yeah, world. it's you know it, but he he knows that um, there's there are also a, a lot of players who will go to someplace like the Premier League and then come back to Borussia Dortmund. So um, it's a gonna if he does go to Chelsea, or especially if he goes to Liverpool right now, which are just playing out of their minds, it's gonna be really tough for him to to make his mark, I think. And I, I worry, you know, it's weird because as an Arsenal fan, I would never want a Chelsea player to succeed, but I, I feel like as an American, I, it, that, would you get you the, know, would you get the Jersey? Would no, you get it. No. no. Okay. Um, but I, I, I feel like as an American, he, I need him to, like, I don't, I just, there's a lot riding on this. I feel like if he does it and he breaks through and he, he lives his full potential and he's a star in the premier league, well then, well that's I mean then that's still a temporary gig until he goes to Real Madrid or Barcelona. Let's face it for what it is from there, <laughs> until they decide yeah. they want to buy him. Wasn't wasn't he rumored? You said you had said Atletico. I thought it was he rumored. He was rumored at was one point. Real. It was Real, yeah, and and uh, it I don't know whatever came of that or if that was legit at all, but yeah, um, but it's it's just it's it's going to be a, a tough deal for him. But I really 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 hope he succeeds wherever he goes, and I. I it does feel like the timing is right for the move now. Like it feels like, okay, we're, we're, we're ready for, for this to happen and, and see, cause it's been a I, bit of a down year for him. And it seems, well, seems like if, he's, doesn't it kind of feel like it's like, he's almost like he's plateaued a bit at a bit. Yeah. Dortmund. Yeah. And that's Either the, they're not using his skill set or his skill set is plateaued. I mean, it, it could be that as well. And then, then it obviously, it leads to the question is, has he, has he plateaued? Is this what we? Is this what I don't he is, think or? so. And, and it's. I think it could go either way at this point. Does I still he? Think does he, he need another be... growth spurt? I mean, he's I still know. what? He's still. Tw- he's twenty, right? Yeah, I, I still think it could. It could go either way at this point. I, I think that maybe this is is just what he is. He could just be a, a very good role player on a team, or he could still be a superstar. And I, I don't. And I. I really feel like a lot of a lot of Europeans tend to look down at us because we overrate him. And I feel like I don't like, I, I've got this sort of nervousness with him, like that he is going to fail. Like he's like, I personally have something riding on him and I, I don't know why I feel that way. It's, it's stupid, no, but I, I think, I think when we do, because when we do us fan TV, you are his biggest cheerleader. Let's face it for what it is. Um, even more so. I mean, I'm a, I'm a little more critical of his game because I haven't seen it as much in Europe, or at least and maybe it's because I don't watch as much as you do and when he when he plays for Dortmund and I just I haven't seen that translate over as well. 
Well, or it's just I don't see the, the nuances that you see within his game that you think there is another gear for him where yeah. I'm not as sure. Well, the thing is, when when you saw what he was doing two years ago, it was like it was easy to see as an 18 year old how sure. And then last year, it it wasn't quite as successful. But Dortmund had a really bad year in general last year. Um, this year, Dortmund's obviously playing out of their minds, but um, but he hasn't been as much of a part of it. So um, I don't well, know. Are, I st- are they playing out of their minds, or is Bayern just? Not as good. This, I mean, do Bayern it's take a both. Step Bayern's back? old, yeah, but but I mean, Dortmund's been fantastic too. So. I mean, they're six, yeah, they're six points, six points clear at the break at their break, and, and yeah, even a bad a bad Bayern is still right there. You know, they're it could it could they could easily turn it around. So, um, bad Dort- Bayern can become good Bayern pretty quick. Yeah. Um, do you see do you see Kovac hanging on? Is it Kovac? Is that am I pronouncing that right? You you know I kill every name. So Nico Kovac is does he hang on or do they make a change over the break or? What do I you feel think? like if they would have they, they would have made the change already. True. Um, but I, it's I thought it was going to happen and and they they sort of started yeah. to rebound a bit and in the uh in the Bundesliga and they're they're still doing fine in the Champions League so I think he stays. I do think he stays, but we'll see. All right. I I, I Yeah, I, I I think you're I guess you're right. I I guess they would have done that already. Um I mean, and do they catch Dortmund or does Dortmund stay Dortmund does Dortmund take the lead? Mm. Ah. Predictions are always fun. Predictions are fun and we it, with the the this is where I do like having if I had money, I would say Bayern wins the Bundesliga. Okay, I, I, I it's a coin, to me it's a coin flip, and that's and that's what, one of the things I do like with doing the mini Van Dad soccer pad versus um, US Fan TV is we can talk about things outside of just US soccer, and we can get into things like that, and we can have a couple of predictions and kind of go back to them, and we can check on them later and see how they go. Um, it's weird not having people just typing things at me constantly though that I have to read and respond to. I'm used well, that, to that by now on the <laughs> YouTube true. show. That's true. And I, I, do you miss it or not really? Or is it kind of? I mean, how do you? Uh, this is it? different. It's it's more it's more intimate. It's more intimate. Ew, I wasn't. Well, I don't know. I guess with the concept being sitting down having a drink at a bar kind of feeling, then I guess that's kind of what you're going for in that sense. So, Premier League, we're hitting the halfway point there. You're an Arsenal fan. We know that. Um, yes. I guess. I guess my. I won't. I, we won't go into the weekend. We'll let that one just. You know what? Sometimes, was, sometimes you just. Sometimes you just. You know bad, what? It, bad you know what? Though it, it. Don't say that Arsenal was bad, which they were. The defending was atrocious, and it's been an issue all year. How good did Liverpool look, though? Like Liverpool, I. I'm a Jurgen Klopp fanboy. I, uh, you, you and I both. I, I. I. I will. I'm on that bandwagon as well. I do enjoy. And, I do enjoy Jurgen Klopp. Um. I love seeing a happy Jurgen Klopp, even if it's at. I don't really like it at my own expense, but but he he just seems like such like, a fantastic like and crazy, interesting guy. I like crazy happy Jurgen Klopp. Yeah, There's running on the field. Fun. Yeah, it's and I I you know they seem like hands down the team to beat right now. Um, City stumbled obviously, and and Tottenham. Uh, they had their three day. So they, they, they put the pressure on for three days. There'll be a DVD. There'll be a DVD about that. Together. Yeah. Uh, well, is that the next one for Netflix? Spurs going Spurs? Yes. Yes. Um, in, inside their three day title challenge. <laughs> yeah. 
I saw somebody put that on Twitter today. It was Spurs title challenge, RIP, like twelve twenty six through twelve twenty nine. I'm like, yeah, they, you know, and it's back to the the old jokes of San Antonio of the Spurs being nothing more. I mean, what did Popovich think of this? I mean, was he pissed? <laughs> you know, that yeah. back to those jokes where I wanted to break those out, but it's. I mean, when you think about what they've done, though, like Liverpool with selling Coutinho a year ago, the business that they've done uh, to improve several different areas with that money and become an even better team after losing a fantastic player, you know, let me, let me, I'm going to, you know, I, and I want to go, and I do want to talk about this. And the the reason why I want to talk about this is because I, it crossed my mind today or the other day, yesterday, today, whatever. Okay. We all know that Liverpool is owned by Fenway sports group. No question about it. How many parallels when you start seeing the resurgence of the Boston Red Sox and their sustained excellence? Yeah. Seeing it with Liverpool. Yeah, it it, it feels similar. I mean, when they came in, everybody, I, Liverpool fans, not knowing what Fenway Sports Group was do, can do, was absolutely soiling themselves. And they're talking about, what is, they don't know what they're doing. They don't know a damn th-. What was the first thing they did? They built the business end of the deal. Made it where money stopped being a factor. Completely. Yeah, I mean they 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 aren't they don't have I get it they don't have Man City they don't have Chelsea they don't have PSG money. No, and you're not gonna. But it, it's but they went and got the brains behind the operation, kind of like what they did with um, Theo Epstein initially. And I don't know who's running them now, and I don't care about the Red Sox. But you get the brains behind the operation. They went and got Jurgen Klopp. It's it's been I mean and, and as an Arsenal fan. He was there. He was there, and we could have had him. And we we stuck with the old man for far too long. And 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 it, just the same. Pep was there too. And if if you know, I go back and forth as to who I think is the best manager in the world. Because as you know, I hate Jose Mourinho and don't respect him at all. And as as you could see, uh, Man United is is better without him. But um, but uh, you know, Pep has the Phil Jackson stigma that his teams always have lots and lots of really good players and lots and lots of money. And not that Liverpool doesn't, but Klopp has certainly done more I, with with less, and I feel and, I feel like Klopp I, reminds me more of I want to say I'm going to say Belichick, but he's not nearly as surly. But I'm going to say Popovich in that he knows how to, his game. He constantly evolves, but he gets the most out of his players every time. And you know what? There's something to be said for being a, a coach or a manager who, who players want to play for and are happy to play for. And the, the opposite is the, the types that are you're scared or pissed to play for like a, like a Mourinho. And it's, and I know as a, as a human, I'm not, nowhere near an elite athlete, but if I, if I was, I would Shit. much rather play for a guy who made me happy and excited and want to run through a wall rather than a guy who I feared. So well, um, and it seems like the other thing I, I appreciate with Klopp is, especially when now that he has some depth to a squad, rotate squad rotation, and that's where I come back to the Popovich comparison. I mean, and I, I mean Popovich because he now coaches the U.S. U.S. basketball, whatever. You hear, you hear LeBron still talks great things about Popovich. I mean, and so on and so forth. But that same thing, he, how many times did? I, I swear to God, I, and you can look back on it and check on it if you want, but I swear I think there was San Antonio Spurs um, game reports where they had Tim Duncan out for, and it was old. It wasn't injured. <laughs> it was he was out because he's old. And 
and I and I things like that that he would do, and it seems like the Klopp is doing the same thing with this Liverpool side. He's got talent. He rotates them through. Think about who's who was good two years ago on it, and they're barely featuring now. Right. It's, but they're it's, still there. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like they've they've sold them off, but. To me, but that's kind of the same. I, I feel like it's the same thing. The, the, the Fenway Sports Group shored up the business end with the Red Sox, started dumping money in, and not throwing, and where they threw money in usually worked out pretty well for them. And I feel like Liverpool's the same way. And when they went and got Klopp, that was the smartest thing they could have done and said, here you go, let's start building the team. Here's your budget. And it's not, and it, I feel like it's like an Arsenal level budget. It's not, like I said, it's not Man City type budget yeah and that's the thing it, it's the but one it's thing enough I do money, wonder about it's enough money if you have half a brain you know how to use the money if the one thing that could hurt them is they don't have the they have depth they don't have man city type depth so if they're gonna fi- try to you know go after both the champions league and the, and the premier league it, it may especially if they make a deep run i see them as a team that could stumble more easily than than city, which I think we've just seen the city stumble, and that's just going to be it. I don't, which I don't. One, which one? But which one do you go after? If you're, if you're, if you're if, Liverpool, I, I, I get it, you're you have an to win guy. the Premier League. If you're Liverpool, you have to win the Premier League because you never have. Um, okay. If you're City, you have to win the Champions League. So I, I think that, and I, I think that both of those teams, obviously Liverpool is now the front runner hands down to win the premier league. And, and I still stand by that. I think city is the, you think city, you think city's gone Real Madrid there. I don't think they've gone to Real Madrid, but it, it, I mean, Madrid, in the sense of not, not that they're going down the tank or, but that they're going to go after a champions league where the champions league is the priority versus the premier league. At this I point. think they want the premier league. They haven't won. The, like you said, you know, it's like Madrid, when they get behind Barcelona, they look at it and go, eh, we get there. Great. And they'd still, you're still going to pay lip service to it. You're still going to sit there and go, oh my God, we need to win the Premier League. But real, real, realistically, the Champions League is the is the goal. Yeah, I would think so. Okay. Um, okay. It's not like they're going to tank in one to go after the other. If you're Liverpool, you're going to go after both as best you can. But they're almost better off getting, I can't remember who they play in the draw. We'd have to look. But uh, they're almost getting better off getting knocked out. And... Um, having to having that extra time, you know, to rest and 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 really focus on the Premier League, um, which is the one that I think they they need. Although they got pretty close to uh, Champions League last year, so they got as close as they get to <laughs> that's winning true. it. That's true. Um, hang on, I'm, I'm digging I'm digging up the round of sixteen, so I can we can get take a look at that real quick. Uh, Liverpool, Bayern. Oh, that's right. Yeah, see, there you go. <laughs> It'll be. You I know, don't see Liverpool getting. getting and, that, that, and I do want to address this because it made me laugh when you're talking about that that other team in North London. Um, I remember in their last round of the Champions League, there were actually Spurs fans saying they hoped they got eliminated there, so they had actually had a chance in the in the Premier League. That, right, and, but insane. because they don't have the de- I, Spurs, I my my. My assessment is, on any given day, they're as good as anybody. They, you, you talk about Liverpool not having Man City depth. Spurs doesn't have Liverpool depth. That's the problem. Their their first 11, 12 are as good as anybody. 
they you get beyond that, they seem like they're not in as good a shape. No, I didn't think that's fair. It's you know, it's it, I, I hate to pay them a compliment though, but then I, I think, then, then we'll just you know with with everything that's going on with their with let's everything just, that's going on with their, their their stadium and everything this year, I'm I'm surprised there. I I thought this I thought they were going to tank this year. I, I picked them to. Um, I think the uh, the top six, the two that I had finishing outside were were Man United because of Jose, which maybe now that's that's questionable with him gone, and then and then nice. Spurs. So and that, that's a that's an outstanding segue, Pat. I I got to give you credit on that one. You're an Arsenal fan. I see Arsenal sitting in fifth, three points clear of Man United. Is it only three points now? Three points. Thirty. Yep. Oh my God. It was like eight two weeks ago. Now, does Man does Man United jump our pass Arsenal? Although, you know what, I hate to say it, that Spurs lost to to, to Wolves this isn't looking as bad. Seeing Wolves are seventh in the table right now. Wolves aren't bad, no. But I I, I think what made that loss bad is Wolves were the better team, and it wasn't that at least on that day. It, it didn't seem like it wasn't like fluke. At least I didn't get that sense. I, I no, like I mean Arsenal drew with Wolves. It it's it's the game that that uh, our friend Chris won too. That you know I expected the, the Arsenal to lose that day because um he was oh, because present. Right. Um yeah, that's but I mean, uh that's a standard Chris thing. Yeah, it's yeah it's and I mean, here and here's kind of my Man United question because neither one of us are big Man United fans, but I, I'm curious about this now. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, Solskjaer, yeah, Solskjaer, right, caretaker. Is there any way he stays on? I mean, yeah. if he goes on a run, do they keep him? And yeah. should they? And yeah. should they? I mean, yeah, absolutely. If if you if if he does well, he's he was always a, a fan favorite when he was there as a player. If he does well, I think you you give him a shot, but. Is he, who was he with prior? I mean, he was at mold, but I mean, who did, who did he have in the Premier League that he was terrible with? Was that Swansea? Was he there? Who did he man? He's been in the Premier League, but Cardiff, wasn't it? Cardiff. That City. might have been it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2014. And then he went back to mold and now he's with Man United. And I, 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 I thought when he went to Cardiff, I, I didn't understand at the time because I'm like, that was just nothing more than a toxic situation. So I didn't understand why he made that move other than same as Bob Bradley going to Swansea. It, it's the Premier League. You, you think you can, if you, you're a manager, you think you can do anything. So I guess that's kind of, that's kind of it. So, all right, I guess a couple more questions. I like, can, then we'll, we're at 26 minutes. So I don't really want to keep you too much longer. I know you've got. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, I have nothing to do. Predictions for 20, 2019 predictions. Just in general? Well, I mean, soccer, obviously soccer really. We, we can go, let's finish that and then we can move on beyond soccer and other aspects of life or whatever you want to, you know, I mean, we're having a drink. Who gives a crap, right? Yeah. Give me, give me a couple of good predictions that for anything, be it MLS, be it Premier League, uh, Bundesliga, Romo. Give me, give me a couple of good predictions that we can write down and we can revisit these at some point and go, what the hell were we thinking moments kind of thing. If we had a few drinks, this would be really fun, but we haven't gotten that far. So this is tough, man. I 
let's see. I, I said earlier, I think Bayern will catch and pass Borussia Dortmund in the sure. in the Bundesliga. I hope they don't, uh, but I think they will. Um, I think Liverpool holds on and wins the Premier League, but I think it'll be close. Okay. I think there will be some final week you know right now right now they're seven point right now they're seven yeah. points clear i don't think that that anybody's gonna fall down this year and uh cause them to lose the title like last okay. time they were in it so um i think christian pulisic will end up at chelsea okay i i that one that that's kind of like go, that's that's like going out on the limb and say oh no winter's going to be cold at some point you, and you can't, you can't really that's really and i I think he'll be all right. All right. Is that is I, I don't think he'll blow us away and I don't think he'll fail. All right. And I, I just mean that in the very short term. If if it, you know whether it's a January move or if we're talking about the first half of next season. Sure. I think he'll be all right. Um I think Speaking Unai Emery will continue to fix the problems that exist at Arsenal. And I think Arsenal will be a little bit better because I hope that they recognize that they have serious defensive deficiencies. And didn't they, they spend, didn't they spend all, didn't they spend their money on their defense this year? Who did they bring they in? They brought in, um, I mean, you know, the team better than I do. Stratus, I think that's what they, was that a, was, did he come on a free? I can't even remember if they spent, I thought they that's where they're, I thought that's where they got. Yeah. They back. spent, uh, they spent money on Torreira, which was a fantastic, absolute, just, out of this world signing um, and not a lot um, on him. Um, the big money was on Obama Yang last January. Well, so, yeah. and then Lacazette, the, the period before that. So sure. that's, they sure. spent their, the big money was on the two strikers that, I mean, they've done, they've both done well. It's hard to argue with them, but yeah. And um, I guess then I guess I'm sitting there looking at it and I thought that's where they put some money and was in their, defense but it's like they're the guys they put their money in got hurt that kind of seemed to be yeah it was it was Lichtensteiner from from UV yep and um that was it and then Socrates from uh from Dortmund um <laughs> what a neither, terrible foul neither one <laughs> stupid neither one has been amazing anyway you know as Arsenal fans we like to blame Scourge Mustafi for everything, but um, <laughs> and he does do some really really stupid things. Sure, but um, but I think you you just need some help back there in general. And, and you know we've had we've had uh, Rob Holding, who give credit to Arsene Wenger was a fantastic signing a couple of years ago. Was was great before he got hurt and he, he's sure. out for the year. So they just need they need people. Um, I don't think Koscielny was ready to come back quite yet. And, uh, and so now they're, I, I think they've, they're among the worst in the premier league in, in, in goals against they're really bad. They're, they've been, they've been scored on a lot. It, it's um, luckily they've scored a lot. So. And Lichtensteiner did come in on a free, he was a free. Did he? Yeah. Yeah. And Socrates, Socrates came in, it was 14.8. So yeah, it wasn't a ton. No, not a ton. Um, not like not, John Stone's money or something like that. Virgil Van Dyke. 
Um, and those, you know, you get what you pay for for those types of defenders. So. Right. So, okay, here's my here's my prediction. This might be a more of a U.S. fan TV type prediction, but you're talking about Arsenal's going to be all right, and maybe they go to Europe next year. Maybe they get phased out. I, you know, I, this might be the year they get flushed out because I do think Man United's going to go on a run again. I think the U.S. national team's can, men are going to be all right. I think Burhalter is going to do just fine. What is all right? What are we gate? Are we saying that's a Gold Cup win? I think it's a gold cup win and I think it's going to be looking good. Look, you're going to see improvement. You're going to see results. It's going to be visual, not just scoreboard results. It's going to look better. It's going to look cleaner. It's going to look like somebody who knows what the hell they're doing. That's my, that's my first prediction for the I hope so. That's the thing I would want to see more than anything right now. It's just a plan that's apparent. So, and I feel, and I think, it, I feel like it's going to be the U.S. Mexico is going to be flipped back the other way, where Mexico is going to be a little bit in disarray. And my reasoning for that is twofold. One is I think this year, as much of a year with the U.S. as it was a waste, they were young. They're going to get a year older. I think Mexico's old. Uh, they've got some. They've got some parts they have to replace. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, they got some young players, though. They do. Um, um, it's and Mex. I mean, Mexico from a managerial standpoint always seems on the brink of disaster. So I, I, I think that's just the way they like it. Um, but, but, but Tata Martino isn't coming in to be a, disa- a, one no, step and, a that's disaster. No, that's a fantastic move <laughs> for them. It, it it is. It absolutely is. Um, I think and my it, next prediction is going to be. Solskjaer, I, sorry if I'm killing that name. He's going to hang on. He's going to be the permanent manager there. Well, I, w- I won't say that that's. That I don't know if that's going. That's not going out on a limb. That's, I don't know if that's necessarily going out on a limb, but that's that's a prediction there. I would say that I hope that doesn't occur, only because that means they did really well for that to occur. So, and I I don't. I like my I like my uh, my Man United bad and irrelevant. I, is that kind of like, is that uh, being that you're fr- from the area, you're a Chicago guy, you're a pack, you're a bears fan. Is that kind of like what being like the Packers in that sense for you? Is that a, is that a, is that a reasonable comparison? No, maybe because the Packers are good. They've been historically bet yet. Yeah, maybe I could sort of see it. Like it felt like that. It felt more like that around 2005 than for me, the the two teams that I mean, it, it's obviously Tottenham. Just and I hate Tottenham more than I hate the Packers or or any okay. other sports team. And then and then Chelsea because of I think because of proximity, because of you know Abramovich and and when Jose was there and and it just I I also hate Chelsea. So um, when when did it, was Chelsea the first one you think? I mean, and I'm kind of going back, throwing this off the rails a little bit. Were they the first one when soccer kind of lost its um, or a, I, or a, it's not the word I'm looking for, but um, just kind of like it's innocence. Would that be the right term? I know what you mean, and probably, yeah. That that was the point where when any was, anytime one of Vladimir Putin's buddies is coming in to uh, but the first to buy with things like, with the un, the first ones with the unlimited money. I know you hear about it with Spain. Yeah. You hear about you hear about it with Barcelona. You hear about it with Real Madrid. But neither one of them have ever run, really run, 
Now their academy systems keep getting dinged and they keep getting hit for tax fraud right and left. Their players do, but they never seem to get hit for financial fair play. No, it's that's a joke. But yeah, it's, it, it, it's a joke, but they're not getting hit. So what are they doing that, you know, how would how do they how are they getting so much more money that it's not hurting them? Well, and you, I guess the answer for me is you look at both. They both sell. They don't just buy. They do sell. Are you talking about the Spanish teams or are you talking about? Yeah, I'm talking about Barcelona yeah, and Real Madrid. Yeah. I mean, they do. For as much as they buy, they do dump. They do dump product off, and a little more so than I guess PSG, you know, and Chelsea back in the day. PSG, Man City, because aren't those the two that are taken being taken out for a walk again? Is Man City and PSG? I believe that's correct. Yeah, the two and, that... and, AC, and, and AC Milan, but AC Milan's not good enough to matter at this point. And in, in that right. sense, and and, not... and when you think of money, you think of of. Man City and PSG. And, and what really does PSG have to show for it? Neymar and some uh, domestic league Mbappe. wins. Mbappe. Mbappe. Yeah, amazing player. But it's they, more than anybody, need to win a Champions League to be well, uh, relevant. Well, League Un is over. I mean, there's yeah. nowhere. I, it got, the def- was Monaco the defending champs? They're the defending champs, aren't they? Was it last year or the year before that they won it? I can't remember now. I can't either. But there, I, mean, I there believe it was two years ago. It was, I believe it was two years ago that Monaco won it. Right? Am I wrong? I don't know. Keep. <laughs> I mean, they're in a really. It's all blending together now. It, it is. It, it it really is. Oh no, yeah, it was two years ago. But I mean, you got Monaco in a relegation scrap. I mean, you just you, yeah. Thierry's got to get his act together with that. I, I wish him well, obviously, but well, yeah, I I I do too. I I'd like to see. And Monaco, I've always again they're they're one of those teams that kind of fit my wheelhouse. Like, except that they too are Russian money, ultimately. But they yeah you know, just, yeah. It, I, I mean, mean Arsenal Arsenal had some of that with um what was his name Alistar yeah yeah Ruzmanov before he had to he sold out to to Kroenke. I mean, I guess you can ask yourself what is worse, Russian money or Walmart money. Um, Ultimately, probably Russian money, but but. And we we've talked about Kroenke on US Fan TV enough times, and I realistically think I think I felt like with Arsenal, and you you know Arsenal better than I do, but it, I felt like the money that they had to put in to get that stadium hurt them for quite a while, and now they're starting to get out from under it. Well, that and was I, the story that we were told, yeah. Well, and and but that would make sense, wouldn't it? That they because they took that they took a mediocre deal with Puma. Because it was so much money up front and it kept them going. Yeah. They almost had to run legitimate business. And then now it feels like now they're getting the purse strings loosened up a little bit. But now I feel like they're getting hosed in that they Kroenke's putting so much money into L, in that stadium in L.A. He doesn't have the money. I think that that's what a lot of uh, a lot of Arsenal fans fear is that the, the business isn't being kept as separate as um it's made to look on paper and, and the priority has become the Rams and the stadium and not, um, not Arsenal. And it's, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know how he runs his business, but I, I know that you have, and I've said this about Arsenal for a long time, you have a gigantic team in the biggest city, in the biggest league in the world. There is no reason why they shouldn't be, among the best teams in the world. 
and 10 or tw- 12 years after making a Champions League final, it's been... Has it been that many years? Yeah. Wow. Um, we built <laughs> we built a stadium, and we have some FA Cups, and that's it. It's, it's, you should, I mean, it's, they're in London. They're in, but but realistically, let's look at, we've talked a lot about Liverpool. Let's look at Liverpool. What have they done in that same time? (laughs) I mean, they've got a Champions League final. Yeah. They've done less from a trophy standpoint, obviously, but. I think if you had to pick one right now, who do you want going forward? Well, yeah, that's that's a no-brainer. I get for a that. while you're going to want Liverpool. I mean, maybe maybe things swing back, but it just it, you know Arsenal felt like they were in in 2004, 2005. Arsenal was one of the best teams in the world, and they had some of the best players in the world. And you wouldn't say that now. So they're a Europa League team with an overpaid superstar with big eyes and. Um, and I think that they can get back to that point, I think, with with solid leadership. But I don't know. With the leadership changed, but the ownership didn't. And I don't know. Um, I don't know. But They're going to have to spend some money. And, and I guess I'm looking at it and I wonder. With, I, I guess I wonder with um, Arsenal, you know, and it's that they're being run like a business and you know that's a show i want to do almost on it in its own right talking about when sports stopped being sports and started being almost the business being a separate sport within the sport i think that it, that's yeah and that's something it, it it's, i mean it's a show and from a business itself. standpoint too they they are the ticket prices are the highest in the world um they generate more game day revenue than nearly every team in the world um it, because those tickets prices are so high, it you know the, the revenue is short in other areas. It's going to get fixed with the Adidas deal in the summer. But um, that you look at, it, there's a lot of reasons why you look at it and you go, there's no reason why they should be this cheaper. They should be failing, and they have spent money to their credit. They have spent they've spent money on, on Lacazette and, and Aubameyang. But um, when you have a person who like obviously Arson was was there too long and mm-hmm. Um, he was too powerful, I think, and and he sort of messed up. The, the future is going to take a ding here. It's going to take a little bit to get. If we are going to be 2004, 2005 level again, it's going to take a little bit to get there. Well, and, but that now you're getting into where you have to. I think with any team that's going to be good, you have to develop, and not just buy everything. You have to develop. You have to have the academy system, and you look at um, yeah. Or you have to have some shake come in and buy you and sure, or you've or you've got to you've got to buy you got to buy people at ten cents on a dollar like Liverpool seems to have done, and sell you know and spend their money wisely. Or like I said, you've got to have some sort of a system, an academy system that's going to bring at least some of your pieces into play. And I feel like as much as you you talk about shake with Man, I feel like Man City's academy system starting to have a little bit going forward for yes. as well. And they're yes, it, it, they're doing well. And um, on top of that, they're, they're now considering a uh, training ground in London. Well, and, and why wouldn't they? I mean, they already have, you're giving yourself, you've already, they've already got a training ground. Games, they've, got a training ground, they've got a training ground in, what is it in Melbourne? 
is it Melbourne City? Yeah, right. But they've I mean, got it, one, it, they've got one in New York. But in, in this training case, grounds. in in this case, they would be able to essentially have the the luxuries of staying at home. Sure. For the all the different times they're playing in London, um, which is would be huge for them. So and that's an obscene. That's you talk about having too much money to spend. That's kind of it. And earlier you mentioned Emery, you and I, Emery, and and we've we've both of us are big Klopp fans as we've talked about. Is Emery on that same level as Jurgen Klopp? No, not yet. Maybe he can be, but um, but not yet. Okay, I mean, well, you say not yet, and and I'm curious here now. I want to look at you. He's got. I mean, he's got some of the. No, but he's and he's got some of the credentials that Klopp had. You know, bringing a Sevilla. Sure. That where he was in Spain before he went to PSG. Um, He did obviously didn't do what PSG needed him to do. Um, So he's not, but he's got some of the like sort of grassroots street cred that, that Klopp has. Sure. Um, But Klopp's done. And people shit on Klopp because he hasn't won a trophy at Liverpool. And he, um, he won two obviously Bundesliga titles with, with Borussia Dortmund and they did not win the champions league, but look what he, like, look what he did. It's, 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 no, he, it, the guy amazes me. It's and I don't think Unai's there. No, no he. I, and I, I guess I could agree with that. No, Klopp. Like I said, with Klopp, you, you, your eyes tell the story. I guess, and that's kind of why you can see. And he's just fun. He's just he. Well, that's the biggest thing above all is he's he's interesting and he's fun and he's. Uh, I, I I think I swear half of Klopp's best moments are things that are not even. It's either celebrating goals. I I can think of what was it. Was it last season they were playing some fourth or fifth English team and they were doing a press conference in like a janitor's closet and he was <laughs> and he ha- he seemed to be having fun doing it. Mm-hmm. He didn't seem like it was beneath him or anything. No, it's, no he, that's, he enjoyed yeah. doing it and you know all the stuff with his family at home and now there's a there's a reason why that he's. So your predictions are that you said that Bayern takes the title. Yeah, it's crazy, but. Liverpool holds on. Champions League, who do you got? I, and champion, I guess Champions League is hard because every round becomes, you know, the draw becomes as important as the actual. Right. Yeah. It and and the way things shake out, it can you know you could see a Roma get really far again or something like that. But um, not obviously this year. But um, and they, but they, you know what? Roma's starting to get. They're playing a little better. I, I. I as somebody who watches them now, since I, I've adopted since you like them, their Twitter account. Well, that's what got me interested. But then I've watched them, and the first performance they lost to Udinese, and I love their their manager. Uh, it was Di Francisco, I think his name is, and he just comes out and he called his performance gutless, and I'm like, wow. And I've having never really watched them, that's kind of what I felt like. You could tell this is a better team, but just didn't have any instinct, killer instinct to it, and. This la- the this game they just played the other day, he his comment was pretty much the opposite. He's like, "This is the side we should be." But they've won three of four, and their one loss was a one nothing loss to Juventus, who everybody loses to, or loses or draws to Juventus. It's in Italy. That's just kind of how it is. So, um, I think the Champions League final will be. You you can't I I guess you Barcelona can't and City. How about that? And I think Barcelona will win with the fifth best player in the world, Leo Messi. I was going to say, 
you're going to be one of those two is going to be right, and the other is going to be Juventus. Yeah. Because, again, now you talk about Serie A is done. It's over. They can focus. On, but then uh, again, we've watched we've watched that with La Liga, and it hurt. It hurts. It hurts Barcelona, and it's hurt Bayern in the past when the league is over. Or does it? I you know I I want. That's a, that's another that's another topic for another day, I guess. So, and here's my other crazy prediction. We're getting in the new year. Here's my other crazy prediction for the year. The Fire will make the playoffs. I get it. They're adding one more team. The Chicago Fire will make the playoffs this year. I think the fire are better than what they were last year for sure. I, I, th- they, I think last year they were, their record was not indicative of, of their quality. And they, they had some, some holes that, that they kept just trying to have Schweinsteiger fill. Well, and, it, it, we, and again, you could look at it when they lost Matt Polster, you knew Matt Polster was important. Yeah. And then Brandon Vincent went down for a, didn't he go down for a while as well? Yes. Now he's down for. Uh, well, he church, retired. But, he retired, um, right? I get yeah. that. But yeah, it's, it's. I think the. You know, I don't think they're going to do anything. I, I think they'll make the playoffs too because they'll be all right, and uh, there are more teams. But that they are still a. I, you know, you hear all these stories that the league is trying to fix them. They're a priority. Um, yeah, that, that'll be, I want that'll them to be, feel. I want them to feel like a major operation, and they just don't. So, and then and that's something I when on the other parts of the pod, I'm going that I'm discussing this week is I'm starting. That's going to be a multi-part function. Is I'm going to deep dive into the the Chicago Fire because that is the first team that I really that really I fell in love with was the Chicago Fire. It was '97 into '98. It was on these listservs that um, I was on where with guys like Don Crafts, like Obi, and, you know, and you'd have guys like uh, Sam Purin, I want to say, from Kansas City. You had other guys, like all these supporters groups. It was one huge, like the heads of the other supporters groups would be on the Chicago Fireboards, and they'd have input. And it, it was fun, and it was it was the beginnings in – I remember those days, and that's so. The Fire's the first team I fell in love with, and that's a team I think I'm going to deep dive into over the course of the few, the next few weeks, and talk about just things I see. I'm going to talk about. I want to talk about their stadium. I want to talk about their toxic supporters culture, and and I as I've really, really sat down with that, and this is where I'm going to go into is how much it's the epitome of kind of Chicago sports because I watch a lot of that same toxicity with the bear with bear fans. It yeah, just the, the way the way they generally the backup quarterback is the most popular guy in Chicago. Yeah, but that well, that's that's true of not anything. this season, but not this season. But you you can sit there and I can watch Chicago fans, and I can watch the same kind of mentality that they have with the Bears, and it's just like, and I and I don't understand it. And then with Chicago Fire fans, it, there's a whole other element to it of they feel. Uh, they feel like they're owed something. They're owed a seat at the table. Well, yeah, it, I think with fire fans, there's there's different groups, but there, there's there the there's the like labor union mentality of the supporters groups that they they feel like exactly like they they um, they should have a say to some degree, and and on certain aspects they probably should, but you know 
you're not going to call them up and, and ask about a personnel move or something like that. Um, and the, the, you know, and, and then there's a, the fire have a lot of people, a lot of fans who are just like, yeah, it's something fun to do. I like soccer. And then that's me. I mean, that, that, yeah, that's it's, me, but it's probably but having, me been, but having been in the support being one of the originals, my barn burners number, which was the original supporters group of section eight, when it was actually section eight of pre-renovated right. soldier field, it was, I don't know. You didn't, you, I don't know. It was a different mentality. It wasn't, it wasn't this toxic nature. It was fun. And I don't know, you know, and I'd like yeah, to I say. Think the club has, has, and I, I know you, you feel less strongly on this than I do, but it, the club has had something to do with that too. The way they handled things this season with, you know, just the sort of shutdown of everything. And, and rather than, you know, individuals being, dealt with just entire groups were dealt with and then and then section eight but, felt the need to just pull themselves out of it it's in support it's section, section eight gave the moral high ground up several years earlier when they did the walkout the blackout call whatever you want to call it they gave away the moral high ground at that point they no longer the club i don't think at, at that point if you're the club you don't ever see them as a as, a, as an actual partner these are supposed to be your best fans and and as i've talked about on us fan tv they sit there and they go and they walked out they boycotted because the team wasn't well. When the team isn't good, isn't that when your fans are supposed to be yeah, there? You got to support the guys on the field. That's the and idea, I get it. Right? I get it. They were make you know it, it felt awful because they took Joven Jones and felt like they gave him away for nothing. They gave Harry Ship away for nothing. And I'll talk about this more maybe offline. Maybe I won't. Maybe I'll just take this and dump this and entire make this the entire podcast with a little bit of an intro. But with the fire. Like, they get upset about Jonathan Campbell being traded for a fourth-round pick next year. They non-tendered him. They weren't bringing him back. But yet you read, and maybe this is the problem with Twitter, is you read like, oh my god, what are they giving? They're giving Campbell away for nothing. They weren't bringing him back. He was already on the non-tendered list. I don't get what they what the fans were looking. They got a, a, a pick for somebody they weren't going to they weren't bringing him back. They didn't think he was good enough. I watched Campbell come in, and I and I was a, a, one of them who's more in the camp of they needed they when uh, Polster and Vincent were both hurt and they had nobody playing center back before they put Schweinsteiger back there. I was one that wondered why they didn't run Campbell out there. And then I can remember how many times they did run him out there in the 75th minute on, only to see him give up the equalizer. And last year was indicative of it. it. Seemed like that was a problem with him last year, and a bit the year before. There was no confidence in him, but when he had times, he wasn't getting the job done. And I, I thought Campbell was going to be really good. I had high hopes for Campbell, but I mean, the level of just hostility for a guy they were not bringing back—they got something for nothing. I get it. It's a, it's it's a nothing pick. It's like in the NBA, a second round pick. It's nothing. But what the hell? Why yeah, it's just, it goes back to the point, like, you don't have to be mad about everything. It's like, I don't, I don't have the mental energy to be mad about everything with sports. So I'd like to have this, this sort of anger. I guess I did as a, like a teenager or whatever, but it like, at this point in my life, I'm not, it's just, it's, it's entertainment for me. And I'm, I'm, it, it is what it is. And, well, and I, I get it. You you're, know, you're in your, are you, you're in your forties now, aren't you? I am not. Right? 
I'm not. Close, close enough. Close. I, I mean, I'm in my 40s, and, and I, the, my, the mentality, we both have young kids. It, it, the mentality changes. I get that. I don't ever remember being that hostile. Although I can tell, I can tell a story on when my hostility in sports leveled out, and that goes back to the 99 playoffs with the Packers. 98? 98 playoffs? 98 playoffs. But anyway, that's another story for another time. But I and maybe that's part of growing up in Wisconsin and watching I grew up the Brewers are good, the Bucks were good, and then they both fell apart. The Packers were never good until I was almost out of high school. Wisconsin was never good. I guess Marquette basketball was okay for a couple of years in there, but not growing up with teams that were good. Your expectations but sports is about being fun. It sports is about cheering. I you know, as bad as the Brewers were, God, I still loved going to games to hope and hope they won. I couldn't tell you results. And I had twins season season tickets in ninety nine, two thousand when they were losing ninety nine ninety to hundred games a year. I couldn't tell you results, but I can tell you days going with my friends and having fun. I can tell you about going to fire you know, the fire games I went to last year, the best ones were the ones that you know, that Charlie and I ran into you and you and you and Finn. Yeah. Or that night it's, that it was, um, we were up with Velakis and, you know, those guys, you know, those guys standing up and just BSing up at the top of the stadium. I mean, I still get me wrong. I still want them to win. I, 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 I think as, as I, a fire oh, fan, they're a, a complete disaster or close to it compared to some of the other teams. And, and I don't think that Chicago, a market this size should ha- have such a disaster. And I understand that a lot of it has to do with some decisions that were made you know, 12 or 14 years ago, but, well, um, and, and, and that was going to be the first part of this. And then we can, we can discuss this now and then I'll just skip that part of the, po- it's that stadium. You, you did the news on this. You're an Emmy award winning producer. You know about the stuff in Bridgeview. That stadium it's not is a place the, that you want to be doing that business. stadium deal. The only state, and you've heard me talk about us fan TV and I will continue. The only stadium deal that comes anywhere close to it is the one in, in Glendale for the coyotes. Neither side can make money. In Glendale and Bridgeview's case, they do not make enough money to pay off the bonds that they have with it. And the others with the Coyotes and the fire, there is not enough places they can make money to be a viable, viable team. And we've, you know, and we talked about earlier, money is a huge. And and Bridgeview is, is it's just, a, it's a different animal as far as, I can tell you, without getting into too much detail that the FBI has had people wear wires in that stadium against other people in meetings that have been held there. It's, I'm not, I'm not making that up. Like I know that for a fact it's, it's, it's a who, but politically dirty area. So to get in bed with those people and to get in bed with those people with a, with a unbreakable decades long lease is just insane to me. And and whoever wrote that lease up, man, that's a lawyer. Every business should be that wants those deals should be getting that lawyer. Holy crap! They can't go. They can't even hold an open cup game somewhere else. You know, I years before before Bridgeview, they would have open cup games, and I they had them Wheaton, they had them in April. They go down to Peoria. Right, like lots of other teams do. Right, and that was awesome. I if they went to Wheaton again, that'd be outstanding. I'd love that. The stadium itself is not the problem. You hear the hipster it's fans. Fine. It's, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, it, that's I would describe it as fine. It's I'm not, not blown away by it, but it's not a. It's, it's not, not a Minnesota. Dump. It, the outside no, it's not, area is a dump, but it's not Minnesota. 
It's not LAFC. It's not Red Bull Arena. It's nothing like that. It's fine. It's a decent stadium. I don't go in there and go, oh, my God, I, I, I'm waiting for to get hit with a piece of concrete or something like that. That's not a problem. It's got tailgate space. They that That's the advantage of the suburbs versus going out right. to these inner city stadiums is you can tailgate. I, I'm from Milwaukee. They, the Brewers actually had the chance to put their stadium in the city. Why did they not do it? Because they wanted the tailgate spot. They thought that was a better use of their plate. They're, they wanted that. But the problem for the fire is they don't make a cent on parking revenue. They don't make a cent on, on naming rights to the stadium. And that's the two areas where that are I think are within their control. They could make money. But they can't. The only place they can make money, correct me on this, and you know the ins out of this deal more than I do, is on tickets. That is is my understanding. I think even the merchandise goes back to Bridgeview, doesn't it? It's in a particular sure, store. Okay, maybe. Percentage maybe, of it. I, that I'm not sure about. Um, I'd be curious about that and maybe somebody. Who... I haven't looked at it in a while, but yeah, it's it's a, just speaking in generalities, it's it's a very very Bridgeview friendly lease. And even then you look at what Bridgeview's done from a taxpayer standpoint, and they've had to raise property taxes several times to cover the debt on the stadium because it was a bad deal for them too. But you know what? Some contractors got paid, some contracts went out. People were happy at the time. So, and, and fire fans were happy too, because they had their stadium and, this, yeah. and that's what I'm saying. The stadium is nice for you. And I, we live in the suburbs. We drive. I ha- I like going to Bridgeview more than I would like go- than I like going to the city than I like going to Wrigley Field or Comiskey Park or whatever the heck they're calling it these days because it's a pain in the butt. It's Driving definitely to easier to get to Bridgeview. Yeah, and we can tailgate, like I said, and we can tailgate. You can fire up the grill. You can have fun. You can kick the ball around the parking lot. But it it feels like a low rent operation when you're there compared to if you've been to other places and not all you know it it feels probably better than Crew Stadium. Um, from yeah. the outside, and it, it, it is a soccer stadium. It is the fire stadium, so it's got that going for it. But you have, um, you know, the gravel parking lot situation and the the lack of development. Although that there's a giant hotel there or something going in now. Sure. Um, so it, the, it, I, I guess the area around Bridgeview isn't the problem. It, there's, I mean, and that's where you get. But that, and that's where you get into the rest of the fire's operation. You can start looking at it and saying, how much are they handcuffed by that? Now, and the one place I will say I think the CF97 hashtag in the fan base is 100% correct. They have done horribly in taking their academy players, what good ones they have, and make and getting them from their academy system to the first team. It's basically Mahalovic. Well, uh, what's his name who's going to go to Rangers? Yeah, they... Right, uh, Harry Ship. They're losing him. Harry Ship was there for a while, yeah. But it, but th- that's where we get into the Chicago mentality of everybody thinking Harry Ship was a god. I watch Harry Ship. Harry Ship has some has some serious talent. Harry Ship is what he is in Seattle. He is a squad rotation player. He is not a star. He never was going to be a star. He was a good player on a bad team. He is a squad rotation player. He is a late sub. He can do some things, but you if you want him to be a complete player, he's not. I watched him trying to defend. My God, that was like watching me try to defend in a Sunday league. Just some things just weren't, it didn't happen. Asking him to move up and down the field didn't happen, which is why he's a rotation player. He's a very good, he's a good MLS player. 
He's not an all-star. But if you listen to CF97 hashtag, they still swear he was great. They still swear Jovan Jones was the greatest. Jovan Jones, too, is a squad rotation People player. Like Jovan Jones because he was cool. He was, he, nice was a good, he was a good player. Lovell Palmer. They were good players on a bad team. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of and but and that's the Chicago mentality getting into it. But how the investment that it, they want that the fans want that you should be looking at that you you have to make now. If you want to be competitive at MLS, you have to have an academy system that's decent. You have to start getting into having a USL two a USL team, not a t- not a team you're sharing, your own team. And they haven't done it. They haven't been close. The guys they've sent to, I guess, Oklahoma or to, um, Tulsa, don't come back any better. It's not like they're improving. It's not like they have a a, de- a defined system. And you need to have a two team. Red Bull does it well. Swope Park has been good for uh, Sporting Kansas City. You know, um, Real Salt Lake with Real Monarchs built them their own stadium somewhere else in the Salt Lake City suburbs, and that's where they have their whole training base of operations. It's, what, a 5,000-seat stadium or something, maybe 10,000-seat stadium out there. That's the kind of investment fans are looking for. But when you can't generate revenue to even justify it, it becomes a challenge, doesn't it? Yeah. And you know what? There's an amount of money that can... They can fix this, and there are some political solutions. I guarantee you that you can get some people to sign off on. So if, if you've got, if you're MLS and you you want out of that, you got to buy it out of it. There are ways out of it, and it's not buying out the lease so much as it is buying out the people who vote on whether to buy out the lease. And that's what they need to realize. You're dealing. That's that's what you're dealing with there. So. And and to be fair, the fire they 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 have a new. What does he own? Forty five percent of the and I don't can't remember his name. You might know it. Forty five percent of the team now. The new owner, yes, something like that. He owns the Wrigley Building. They built that pop up shop that I was at today down there. That was kind of cool. Um, so maybe that's the investment needed that, you know, that uh, that the, that the club couldn't uh, that they need to have that money to start actually building some of those. I think, like I said, to me, the 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 place that the first thing they need to do is get a USL side. And maybe that maybe that's the maybe they will partner with uh, with the Ricketts family. I don't. You get the sense based on Twitter that's not what's going to happen. I don't know. That would be ideal, wouldn't it? Yeah, I feel like the long term solution there may be a swap in the stadiums too. If if the Ricketts Stadium actually gets done. The USL team would play in Bridgeview then, and but then you know what? Why why go see them? Unless the tickets are five bucks and it's something cheap, it it, it it that does nothing for the village of Bridgeview. You can't charge twenty bucks to park to see a USL team. So, um, no, that would be that'd be Bridgeview. But I think if you're going to do something like that, that would be a complete payout of Bridgeview, where Bridgeview is no longer on the hook for the loans. You'd have to buy out Bridgeview completely, pay off their loans, get them out of. Well, like I said, you don't necessarily have to. You just have to convince the people that vote on that sort of thing to let it go, and that's easier than buying out the whole thing. You have to make the the the, the village board or whoever is voting on that. Uh, you have to make them happy. So, and in Bridgeview, those sorts of things are 
that's how that's it rolls. That's, that's how you that roll. Sounds like that's a different game. That's like a yeah. different game. It's not just straight. That's the game that MLS games. needs to play if they want to do it. Um, so, well, do you think they play it, or do you think they just suffer through this lease? What do you think? I don't think you can afford to leave the third largest market in the country, which will soon be the fourth largest market. But um, I don't think you can afford to have a black hole here for many more years here on MLS. So what happens first? Fire leave Bridgeview or New York City gets NYCFC gets a stadium? They'll get a stadium first. <laughs> It'll happen. And even Golden Balls will have a stadium in Miami. <laughs> that was the other that was gonna be the next one that I was gonna Will Austin exist? <laughs> eh, Austin, yeah, probably. It wasn't the news the other wasn't that finalized the other day that, that he was getting his expansion team for nothing now? Well, you know, the expansion team technically is Columbus, I guess that's but they're keeping the team, they're keeping the roster, nothing's changing that way. Oh right, sure. Yeah, that's that's again, that's a whole another topic for another show going into the whole single entity and what they're actually buying into and so on and so forth, how much control they have, but that's another show for another time. I'm out of beer though. Are you out of LaCroix at this point? I am. I am. I'm, I'm, I've had enough of you, to be to be honest, at this yeah, point. We're at 70, we're at you 70. told me 15 minutes. Yeah, no, we're at 70. This has been fun, though. I do appreciate I hope you, the time. I just hope you rolled on it. That's all I hope. What do you mean that I rolled on it? Did you punch record? Oh, yeah. Okay, it should good. show up. It should be on your screen. It's supposed I, to. You're supposed to get a notification that I'm recording. I got no such notification. It's a, I, it's, a, it's saying recording. So, for those who are listening, and this is new. <laughs> this is new for all of us. For me, and me and technology, and I'm not quite Combs level of bad, but I'm not good. So we'll leave it at that. But all right, let me. I do appreciate the time, Pat. And you can anybody if you're looking for Pat, US Fan TV. He is hack guy. He is the host. He is the grand pooba. When he's not in a contract dispute, he is. The founder, the the go-to guy for US Fan TV, great friend, great man all the way around, and first. Well, guest should, I mean, we should point out that, that Chris is a part of it as well, but uh, yeah, but we'll get we'll get him on nice. another week. That there you go. You know, you, you know that's going to be a show I take completely off the rails because that's thirty years of history. We him and I can go back on. So, um, but that's Hack Guy Pat for US Fan TV at US Fan TV. They have. Instagram, Facebook, US Fan TV, they do not have Snapchat. So, Pat, I appreciate so the time. Plan. And we'll have to do this again sometime. All right. Thank you. Thanks, it's been thanks. good being here. All right. Thanks, Pat.